0: Tyler Cloud. I'm here with only one of my guest hosts today and his name is Dylan Wages. And our guest this week is
1: Abigail Butcher. Yes, we're
0: so excited to have Abigail on the podcast. And Abigail, for those who may not know all about you, um, tell us a little bit about your involvement in our student ministry and kind of what you do on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, so I am the uh, worship leader for the Grove Student Ministry. I plan and get people together to do our worship on Wednesday nights and um I'm a senior in high school and yeah, I love I love these people and this youth group.
2: She also makes music. <laughs> Check yes. her out, Abigail Joy on Spotify, Apple Music, free Thanks, Dylan. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Yes, she has a great song called Rewind. You should check it out. I listen to it on repeat pretty much every day. On Rewind? Yeah, I I listen to it on Rewind. I listen to it. I listen to Rewind on Rewind pretty much every day. Never ending pun. Man, we are so excited that you're you're here to do this with us. Um, I've been wanting to do an episode with you uh, specifically ever since we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically because I want to talk to you today about a subject that I know is very important to you. It's very important to me, um, and Dylan, as well. We've talked about this too. I want to talk to you about the the, the subject of service. Um, and originally, it was going to be worship because I know you're a worship leader. But then I thought, you know, Austin and I were sitting down and talking, and then we thought, you know, worship is an act of service. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you're you're you've been gifted in both of those things. And so um, we just had a couple questions for you, and me and Dylan are just kind of kind of throw these at you, and and I would love to hear from you on this. But the first one is. Um, how do you serve? And you already explained a little bit about that. Um, And so what's it like to get up on a stage on Wednesday night and have a bunch of kids come rushing up toward the stage just to sing and and worship and lift up the name of Jesus with you as you lead? What's that like?
1: Well, first of all, um, you said talking about worship and service. And really, to me, I feel like those – Serving is worship, because Mm -hmm. worship isn't just standing on a stage and singing lyrics. It is um, a posture of your heart and your life and and everything that you do. And so, worship is not just me in front of a mic singing. It's um, loving on the people who might feel left out at youth group or um, praying and, and doing whatever is asked of me. So... It goes hand in hand, so I'm glad that we're talking about that. But um, like I said, you, what's the, what does it feel like?
0: Yeah, what's that? I mean, I mean, do you get, do you get chills just worshiping the Lord together with a bunch of you know crazy students that are fired up? I mean, what's what's that like to to see other people um, engaging the Lord alongside of you on on a on a weekly basis? Yeah,
1: it's really 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 special, and sometimes it's hard for me not to. To lose it every Wednesday because god is really doing something special in our youth group and in the students and you see it as they're singing um but i always have to make sure before i step on the stage with emily and reese and bailey and katie and other people that lead with me that um, we realize that it's not about us it's not about our talents it's all about god and giving him the glory and um that changes the atmosphere, the perspective, everything when we take our eyes off of ourselves and fix it on the one who's worthy of the worship. And, and that's what makes those moments of seeing the students lift their hands and praise a million times more special and seeing the Holy Spirit move because I know it's not about me and my own power, mm. which is almost relieving because I know I fail right. all the time.
0: That's awesome. Dylan, anything to add to that?
2: No, I mean, I think um I love the whole idea that that worship is service. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you you picked a you hit the nail on the head with this topic for this podcast. Um and that first question was how do you serve, right? And that was yeah. what you were asking. Um well, for me, it's I do a lot of things. I mean, I I, you know, I help this student ministry, you know, if administratively. I help, you know, make sure we we get it running, and everything's running how it's supposed to be, and we're running smoothly. Um, but outside of that, I, I'm i really involved with our Roots College ministry as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's um, kind of outside of Church of the Grove, but still um, that's one of the biggest areas of ministries that I serve in. Um, I help Megan Sorrow out a lot with that. Um, but to me, there's one verse that I've always stuck with when I think of service, when I think of what I do with my time serving. Um, and I actually had the privilege to, uh, two weeks ago, lead our little leadership team meeting that we had before Wednesday night, and this, I talked about this verse with those guys, um, and it's Romans 12, one through 2, 1 through 3, and it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. holy and pleasing to God. Right. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to attest and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I just love that part that says that this is your true and proper worship. That worship isn't a song that we sing. It's a way that we live. Yeah. That's right. And that is is—that is what service is. So when right. we serve, we're worshiping. When we hold a door open for somebody, mm. We're worshiping. When we greet them at the door, we're worshiping. Um, no matter what we do, we're to present our bodies as a living yeah. sacrifice. And everything, and that means everything. I mean, we. I think that's just present your entire body, your entire self, your entire soul, your entire mind yeah. to worship, to pleasing God. And that that is worship. We, like I yeah. said, I, I love that quote that worship isn't a song that we sing, but a way that we live.
1: Yeah, and scripture says serve wholeheartedly. Um, and that you you cannot serve two masters at the mm-hmm. same time. And, um, and Matthew 4.10 says, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And so it's a choice to either um, try to please people or please God. And so, yeah, wholeheartedly is the only option. You,
0: you know, that's funny you bring that up. You know, I had to answer a question, a short essay question in seminary a couple weeks ago about the, the motive for service. Uh, why, why are you serving? And there's a passage in Scripture, I think uh, it's in each of the Gospels, but um, I know it's definitely in Matthew where Peter, you know, Jesus has just spoken to the rich young ruler and told him to give up all of his possessions and, and leave and follow Jesus. And the rich young ruler walks away distressed yeah, because he was rich and had many possessions. And then Peter looks at him and says, Lord, we, we've given up everything to follow you. What will we have? What do we get for serving? Yeah. And I think a lot of times I get caught into that trap. I mean, I, you know, the Lord has blessed me with so many opportunities for, for service and ministry. I mean, with with CLC, uh, with NG3, with all the things uh, at, at the Grove that I'm, that I'm a part of. Our First Impressions team on Wednesday and Sunday mornings, um, running running slides. I mean, um, speaking more frequently nowadays. I mean, I, Megan just asked me to speak at Roots last night in the upcoming week. So. Y'all be sure to, to check that out. Uh, being involved with camp the last couple of years, which by the way, we're going to talk about camp here in a little bit, but man, I mean, just so many opportunities for service that the Lord has allowed me to be a part of, just like you guys. And I have to really question myself sometimes, like, am I doing this in hopes of getting recognition from people, like yeah. you were just saying, or am I doing this because it's what the Lord's called me to do and I have a heart for doing it? And right. so, um, kind of going into that, um, number two... I think I put um what what how what does serving mean to you as in what I mean when did you know that you wanted to lead worship when did you know that you had a heart to serve people when did you know that you wanted to lead something like bloom yeah. um when did you know um in your walk with Christ that you're like man I really have a heart for just serving people in whatever way I can
1: Well I think it started with um I'll say this. I'm a pastor's daughter, and Mm. so I've grown up in the church. And something that I did without realizing it is that I lived off my parents' faith for a while. Mm. Um, But it wasn't until I made my faith my own and said, you know what, Um, Lord, I truly believe this in my heart. Like with this posture of I know that that you want a personal relationship with me. And out of the overflow of understanding that, I got in the word like crazy. Mm. Um, and and, doing, and getting in the word, I began to understand, okay, this is God's will for me. And this is how much he loves me. And how do I respond? I just want to be obedient. Mm. And I think a lot of times people, um, when they first start following the Lord and becoming a believer, it's the, okay, I want to be in God's will, but what is God's will? And that question is like stressed, like, what is the specific of God's will? And I love that Chase talked about this a couple weeks at Root a couple weeks ago at Roots, the high school night. Um, like God's will is obeying what his word says. Um and sometimes, you know, in in order to understand that specific, like my specific was worship leading. Mm. I just simply approached um the church and the people that were asking me questions with, with a willing heart and open hands of saying, whatever it is, I'll do it, uh, um, instead of selfishly saying, no, I'm gonna pick what God's will is for me. It's mm, a mm. like I obey the simple things of, you know, what His words tells me to do, and then He leads me to, the the specific worship leading, and then and then it was, people, in the church and mentors that saw um a gift in me mm. and instead of choosing to take that for themselves and get all the glory they said, you know what, I'm gonna pour into this girl and um be an example and ask her to step up and coach her and lead her. And we talk about the discipleship square. Like I was D1, you know, and sometimes I still feel like I am, but um just didn't know what I was doing and watched and watched and watched and watched. And listened and listened. Right. And then you know, growth. Um
2: along with what you said about uh discovering the will of God, and I remember one thing he said was that we'll never be able to see or understand the specific will of God for our lives until we get a grasp on the generic, the yeah. general will of God. Yeah. And the verse he pointed to with that was um First Thessalonians four three, it simply says it is God's will that you should be sanctified. Mm. We ask that question all the time. What is God's will? What is yeah. God's will? It is that you become sanctified. And that word sanctified is just a big word that means basically becoming more like Jesus, mm-hmm. yep. pursuing holiness, pursuing becoming more like Jesus and serving is part of that. Mm-hmm. So, you, you you know, you may say, you know, there's some, maybe someone listening that says, hey, I want to, I want to worship lead. I want to, you know, I'm going to decide that that's God's will for my life. Like, I'm going to go ahead and pinpoint that and say that, yeah, I think God wants me to be a worship leader. But you're not even serving anywhere. You're not, yeah, or you're not pursuing sanctification in any way in your life. God wants you, before anything, before He gives you anything, He wants you to desire that. He wants you to pursue sanctification. That is His will, and He wants you to just jump in and start serving, and the rest will flow out of that. And I love um, also what. Tyler was talking about, there's a Galatians 1.10, Paul's writing, and he says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? Mm -hmm. If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I loved you guys both talked about that. Um, And it's especially hard when you're serving in worship because you're putting yourself up on a stage, you know, you're putting yourself up on a pedestal. So you know yes, you it's you can get pride in when serving anywhere, but mm-hmm. it's especially hard when you're standing in front of a hundred people and you have to remember that you're not there to exalt yourself; you're there to exalt right. Christ. Yeah. Um, so I just I've really loved yeah. that
1: verse. Galatians and something my mom reminds me of constantly: if there's anybody that humbles me, it is Jill Butcher <laughs> the most and always will, but in the best way. That those who are faithful with little will be entrusted with much. That's right, and so. If you just I think one of the most incredible qualities that I love to see in people is a teachable spirit, mm. and if you have a teachable spirit and you're listening um, then your heart softened and you you truly grow into being more like Jesus you know one of the one of the
0: questions I always have that I always ask myself as I read through the gospels is would Jesus have chosen these specific disciples had they not been coachable or teachable, as the word you just yeah. used? I don't think Jesus would would have chosen people that were so hard-hearted that they couldn't be molded. Yeah. Of course, we found out later one of them was Judas, who ended up betraying him. But, and I think Jesus did that for specific reasons too. But Jesus chose specific people that had specific professions. And said, leave everything, come follow me. And so that is the purpose of serving. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as we go to question number three, I really wanted to hear from you, Abigail, on this. Um, What are some success stories? What's some fruit that you've seen um, since you started serving actively, not only in worship ministry, but like I said, you know, with stuff like Bloom and and things like that. What are some some really cool things the Lord has been doing in, in those areas?
1: Yeah, so like you said, for the people listening, if they don't know, I started a 11th and 12th grade girls ministry back in August, Um, and we meet on Tuesday nights at 6, and we just worship together, fellowship, hang out, we eat together, and then we dive into God's word and just be really honest and real about um, what God's doing in our lives and how we want to grow and when I had that idea, um, I was told, I was actually by, it was, it was one of the Browning twins, Abby or Allison Browning, one of the girls that comes to our um, church, that you need to get a team mm-hmm. with you. And so I called some of my best friends, um, Reese Baker, um, Emily Bowling, I called Kenzie Wages, and... Um, Who else did I call? Emma Story. Oh, my gosh, Emma Story. And got that team with me to have the same kind of vision as I did. And that changed everything is when I had people with me. And and we say at Church of the Grove, you can't do life alone. Mm. Um, And so we started serving together and planning together. Um, And that first semester, we had some incredible conversations on Tuesday nights that led some girls to come on Wednesday nights, and even one of um, the friends that we had made named Liz uh, gave her life to Jesus. And that was special to see that what um, we were pouring, the people we were pouring into, that God was using us for something bigger than we thought and that we could accomplish in our own power. Um, I'm trying to think. I've had, I think it's all just, small conversations that have added up the Lord has just, um, affirmed that what I'm doing is in his will. Mm. Um, conversations like I see so much joy in you. Um, I see peace in you. Um, and obviously that's not anything in in me, like in my own, you know, will, but it's all the Lord working through me. Um, Mm. We had some really raw conversations on Tuesday nights that um, things that I couldn't share right now, but that just the conviction and the Holy Spirit working so that those girls could break down the walls and and soften their hearts. Um, Oh, you know what? My favorite, my favorite, Reese Baker. Okay, so that's my best friend. She got saved December of two thousand seventeen or eighteen, can't remember. Um, at Winter Recharge. And she came in my room, it was before the worship service, and started asking me questions. She was like, I just I just doubt, I doubt, I don't know. Like is this whole thing real? Like the cross and Jesus dying for me. Like, I don't know. I just I don't mm. I'm I'm doubting, I'm doubting. Um and I got to have a conversation with her, encourage her and just said um, like the Lord loves you, and have faith because, yeah. um, the the stories are true. And we went to that worship service, and she, the song started playing, "Give Me Faith," mm. like her prayer, and right. she was like, "Lord, I give it, I give it to you." Wow! And Amen. she would have never started singing on Wednesday nights with me, but I kind of pushed her, and mm-hmm. um, she started being obedient, and now she's grown like insane amount. And that's because she's found these godly people, this family. Um, and she's using her gift for the glory of God, which is incredible. Um, that'll always be one of my favorite stories.
2: I just want to add something to, um, what you said. You talked about how everything we do, whether we realize it or not, is a part of something greater.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, everything In every way that you serve, like so whether it's opening a door or cleaning a bathroom or feeding someone food or preaching or standing up leading worship, it's all for a greater purpose. Um, Isaiah 55, 8 says that, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Mm -hmm. neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Mm And I tag, I tag with that um, another verse that says God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. Um, just those two truths right there that he can do so much more than we can ever imagine, but also his ways and his thoughts are nowhere near what our yeah. thoughts are. Our That's mind right. is so limited. So you may think that holding a door or cleaning a bathroom or singing or leading whatever is the most minute thing, and that you're just doing it; it serves no purpose. But as you've shared some of the fruit that you've experienced, it, it's it's unexplainable. You know. It,
1: yeah, and we're all such a, a small, we're all a vessel for the the big picture, the big goal right. to to lead people to know Christ and to become followers of Jesus. And like I said. Um, I wish I could remember more success stories, and there's so many. But it's so many small conversations mm-hmm. and stepping stones, and um, that lead. Like sometimes those small steps are those radical moments where every step is leading us yeah. to the, the faithfulness of God, His promises. And that's
2: mm-hmm. um, I love. I mean, we talked. Uh, this question was, "What is your purpose in serving? What is the purpose in serving?" And we've said that there is a greater purpose, and that greater purpose is. I mean, ultimately, the the number one thing that we should care about in this life is pointing others to Jesus. Mm. And when we serve, we do that. We have our hearts right before the Lord. We pre- we present our entire bodies, our entire selves, as a living sacrifice. Our goal is to show that there's something different about us. You know, as mm-hmm. Christians, we're we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to do the things that people of this world don't do to show people that. We are different, and we're supposed so serving as part of that we serve so that we can show people that we love Jesus and that we want them to as well yeah uh, matthew
1: twenty twenty six says instead whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant and um, John is it John ten ten I don't but he must become greater I must become less um, if you're constantly just reminding that of yourself and having something I love to do, and this is really weird and I don't tell a lot of people this, but before I come up and sing on Wednesday nights, I'll go in the bathroom and get on my knees and ask God to take over for him to be the Mm -hmm. center of the night. Um, and just humbling myself and saying, God, you must become greater. We must become less. Um, and that changes the, the, Everything.
0: I, I was listening to to both of y'all talk and it was it was amazing. Um Dylan, you don't have Isaiah fifty five pulled up anymore, do you? Um I think a couple of verses after that is Isaiah fifty five eleven, which says Wherever my word is dispensed, it shall not come back void. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so Katie talked about this um last night is Monday, the time you're hearing this we're doing this on a Tuesday, but Katie talked about this at Roots, Katie Tucker. Uh, She's a student at UGA, and uh, she said, you know, she she cited this verse, and I think it's so true that whenever you do clean a bathroom, you're dispensing the word. Whenever you do stand up and worship, you're Mm -hmm. dispensing the word. Whenever you open a door and say something kind to someone, you're dispensing the word. And it's like you said, Dylan, we we think of them as such small, insignificant things, but when you have something as powerful as the word of God at your Disposal, the word of God will never be labeled insignificant. That's right, yeah. and so
2: it'll never come back void.
0: I, I know Abigail from talking to you. There's some weeks where you where you stand up to worship and you're like, man, I, I just wonder if if it's if if the students are if it's going as deep as as it should. Mm. And I, I feel that way sometimes when I preach a message too. I, did they really hear it? I mean, did they really? You know, did did the Lord really work? And to me, like for me, the Lord's really convicted me about that because he's like, Hey, you're doubting me. Yeah. You're doubting me. Like I trust me, even if you don't see people with their hands raised in worship with you, even if you don't see somebody raising their hand to receive Jesus, you know, in the quietness of their hearts, when they lay down in the bed at night, they're thinking about something that I spoke through you. Not that you spoke, but that I that I spoke. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things that the Lord's really had to impress upon me is your service is not about what you're doing. Your service is about me opening your mouth and my Holy Spirit speaking through you and me doing what I want to do through your service.
1: Yeah, and I read, I read this morning, it's funny that you mentioned that verse, Isaiah 55, um, that his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. I read that, and the story of Moses when God is asking him to um, free the Israelites from Pharaoh, and God tells Moses, I'm going to... To harden Pharaoh's heart, um, and I think Moses assumes that this will be like this is it like we're gonna get the Israelites out, and um, Pharaoh's heart becomes harder, and he's harder on the Israelites, and it's and Moses is like God, I thought that you were going to blah blah blah, and and it was Moses doubting like that God's ways are higher, his thoughts are higher, like trust him the process. Um, Every every part of it is, you know, like, you, you're not going to understand a lot of the time. It's like, and the point where you say, if there's a point in your life where you say, I got it, like, oh, I figured it out. Then you need mm-hmm. to, like, realign, you know, you need to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about this, something that God's been teaching me a lot about is spiritual gifts. And mm-hmm. I think the question that... Um, Gets asked so much is okay. Well, I don't sing, like I don't preach, so what is there for me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, like Dylan was saying, cleaning the bathrooms, taking out the trash, um, having conversations with people on the daily, you know, it doesn't have to be at church, um, but there's spiritual gifts, and if you read about that, the Lord will gift you with specific things that are unique that only you can do to speak to people that only God can use you to speak through people. Um, for example, I know that one of my spiritual gifts is encouragement. Mm. And so I've been, I've been encouraged saying that I have the ability to see certain qualities in people to encourage and empower them to use that for the kingdom. Um, but I just want to encourage those who are listening that you don't have to, you know, be a preacher label or a worship leader label. Like, it's it's a life. And I would encourage you, that's 1 Corinthians 12. Go read about those spiritual gifts. Um, there's discernment, wisdom, prophecy, mm-hmm. giving, serving, yeah. um, encouragement, and more that I can't think of right now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I, I love how you perfectly parlayed into the fourth and final question, and that is how would you encourage students to serve and so use your gift of encouragement right now to tell us how how you would you know kind of just really push students to get plugged in
1: um well i wanted to share this verse before we stopped as uh sure. second timothy 224 that says the lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but must be kind to everyone able to teach and not resentful um and that's pretty straightforward so be teachable listen um. and just be approach things with open hands, saying, God, what can I do? And something that I always go back to is everybody's different, but we're all a part of the one body of Christ, and mm-hmm. so don't forget that unity. Um, we have to be careful to not let comparison or envy or um, anger, things like that, tear apart, apart the body of Christ, but um, let's see, 1 Corinthians 12, um, 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. Um, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care is given to those that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Um, and so it's all, about, it's all about Jesus. It's all mm-hmm. about relationships and the people. And just jump in and get in the word. I would encourage you and understand the basic God's will before you try to label yourself in a more specific area.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I just, going back to, you know, you're talking about spiritual gifts and figuring out what your spiritual gift is, Um, sometimes the best way to do that is to just jump in and Mm -hmm. start doing something and figure out what you're good at. Yes, I mean, use use scripture, you know, and and seek the Lord in, in making those decisions, but just jump, start serving, you know, find somewhere. Hey, I might be interested in serving there and figure out, you know, give it some time, figure out if you're good at it or, or if you're not. And if you're mm-hmm. not, move on to something else, you know, go serve in another area. But if you are, then um, I wanted to point to a verse, uh, another scripture from Second Timothy, uh, Paul writing to Timothy, encouraging him. And he says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame of the gift of God. Yeah. To, we're supposed to use our gifts. Each and every one of us has a gift, whether we realize it or not. And if we're not mm-hmm. using it, then we're not honoring God. That's so right. So we need to fan into the flame. We need to, you know, lift it up. We need to use it and, and use it for the glory of God. Um, and that's that's ultimately what the will of God is, that we would be sanctified and that we would, we would pursue him.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to how do you feel when you step on a stage and hear the people sing? It's right. the... I'm seeing a a glimpse of heaven, of all of God's people with unique gifts, all praising in one body to the God who gave us everything Mm -hmm. and gave us life. Um, And that is the most beautiful thing. It's hard to explain in words.
0: That's really amazing. Um, Before we wrap up today, I want to tell you all about a little event we got coming up. It's actually not a little event. It's a pretty big event. It's coming up in June. It's called Summer Camp. Um, Summer Camp, I mean, we're really going to start hitting this hard because we want as many of you students to go as possible. Dylan, I think we have a few leader spots left as well. We do. But, man, I mean, I think we got 75 spots reserved for Centrifuge Camp in Tigerville, South Carolina, June – uh-oh, Dylan. 17th to the 22nd. 17th through twenty-two. It's going to be amazing, and what I wanted as we kind of wrap up the podcast this week is kind of a testimony, uh, a real short, quick testimony of how awesome camp is, uh, how it's personally impacted you, uh, the years that you've gone, and uh, what our students can kind of expect when they do sign up. So, Abigail, tell us a little bit about um, your, your camp experiences in the past and what, um, how God's really spoken to you.
1: Yeah, so... Um- was growing up at church, was so excited when I was finally old enough to go. Um, it's re- I think what's so special about Church at the Grove is, is our community, the way we love each other, so personal um, with each other. And it's like Wednesday nights times 10, 24-7. Um, you're just with people, you're laughing. You're praising God and um, getting to know each other on a more personal level, level. And I think every time I've walked away feeling so encouraged by seeing God work in the, in the people around me and um, this fire of, wow, God's going to do something really special in this generation, and he's using us for something crazy, but definitely recommend it. Don't miss out on it. It is a special, special week um, to understand more about God and, and being with his people.
2: You know, for me, summer camps, I, I think I started going my sophomore year of high school, and I've been, I guess, the last four years. And, I mean, it's been the most amazing experience of my life. I, was, I gave my life to Christ at a summer camp. My sister gave her life to Christ at the next summer camp. It's. I'm not saying that summer camps are necessary, or you know, for that matter. But it's such a. It's such an amazing. Like you said, just for seven, six, seven days, you are just constantly in the presence of Christ, and you're yeah. just you're surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of people who are just there doing the same exact thing for seven days. But with that comes that that temptation, and and you know, to get in and then get stuck in that camp high, which is an, um, something we talked about yeah. in our last episode last week. So. I'm not going to discuss that now. You know, I would encourage you as you're preparing to come to summer camp with us this summer to go back and to listen to um, our episode on how to avoid a disciple now or summer camp high. Yeah. Um, But it's going to be so amazing. Um, This one is going to be especially special for me because it'll be my first one not as a student um, at post high school. I'll be going to the summer camp as a leader. Um, So I'm excited for the opportunities and the doors that God's going to open really really encourage y'all to go ahead and get signed up. Um, the As of right now, the cost is $299, but I think by the time you guys are going to be hearing this podcast, it's going to go up to $349. Um, but don't worry about that cost. Don't, don't let that cost scare you. Just get signed up. And, and regardless of if you can pay it or not, you're going to be there.
0: The best way to make money for summer camp is serving. <laughs> and that's where
2: we tie it in right you see there. see how
0: we tie it in right there? Abigail, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you're such a blessing to literally everyone who's ever encountered you. Uh, you're awesome. Um, I I am uplifted every time I hear you sing or speak of what the Lord is doing in your life or whatever, uh, whatever it is. Thank you for being here, um, Dylan. As always, the be- the, 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 one of the best co-hosts in the business. Austin was <laughs> under the Austin's under the weather today, um, but he'll be back with us next episode. Uh, let me pray for us, and then we'll. Then we'll see y'all next next podcast. Uh, dear Lord, uh, I thank you for being who you are. Uh, thank you for servants like Abigail, who who are just so eager to follow you, Lord, that they'll, like the song says, they'll follow you anywhere. And Lord, that's kind of our 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 cry, our prayer is that our students and and even even we as leaders would follow you anywhere that you choose to take us. Um, we pray that everything we do and say this week would glorify you, would exalt you. Um, we must decrease so you can increase. Mm-hmm. Um, may that be our prayer this week, Lord. Uh, just bless us as you see fit in everything we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We love you guys. We're praying for you. Uh, always reach out to us. We have got every social media platform in the business. Uh, you've got our numbers, most of you. If you don't, we'll give them to you. We love you. We're, we're blessed to have you be a part of our ministry. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.